to the Pampot Quarantine Podcast. Here we'll be listening to the perspectives of 14 strangers from seven countries who found themselves unexpectedly quarantined together in a small town in Cambodia. We'll share their experience together and explore how a global catastrophe can turn a motley crew of travelers into a family. I'm Nathan Tim, and once again, Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Campod Quarantine Podcast. Welcome to the Campot Quarantine Podcast. I'm Nathan, and today's guest is Quentin Fourmi. Uh, it's French, so I'm probably butchering it, but go ahead. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> how do we properly pronounce your name? Oh, Fourmi. Fourmi. Yeah. Okay. And how old are you? 20... 28. He's 28. He's from France, which is why he has a French name, obviously, and I couldn't pronounce it properly. Who would you just call him? Teen? Yeah, Teen. Mm-hmm. It's my proper name since uh, like four or five years. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. A little bit about myself. Yeah, I'm a wild French uh, chicken traveling guys. And I <laughs> guess like most of the people think I'm Italian because I was living in Italy for quite a while. So I had this uh, double personality, I guess. <laughs> Mm. So there's the French Quentin and there's the Italian Quentin. Oh, of course, yeah. That's I could speak a lot about that. Like um, all my life and my point of view in life, like change about like uh, speaking French, speaking Italian, how to be French, how to be Italian. Yeah, it's di- kind of it's different cultures. You kind of have to fit into in a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I feel the same way. Like when I'm in China, I have a very there's a different form of Nathan that you see in China, whereas as you would see in the U.S. Yeah, that's definitely a good way like to explore yourself and yeah. explore the way you act in society and yeah, it's, what you allowed yourself to be and not to be and based on the culture you are living in. Yeah, yeah it definitely. You have to kind of change your behavior. It's still you, but it's uh, to the appropriations of whatever culture that you're in. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, some stuff that I do in America would be rude if I did in China and vice versa. So, yeah, you have to, yeah, you change yourself a little bit for free out where you are, environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Oh, I guess I love music. Like I music. really love music. All kind of music, changing all the time. Like when I'm growing, I'm listening to different kind of music. Are you a musician? Oh, yeah, I am. I play guitar, piano, and... Um, I just basically also like play different things, you know, like djembe or didgeridoo. Not as good as the other ones, but I just try myself. I like to make music and I like to listen. Actually, just my backpack is one trouser, one t-shirt, and uh, mostly juggling and props. <laughs> so, I guess that's a big part of me now. <laughs> what what brought you to this life of transience? Yeah, we were just like smoking pots and uh, <laughs> in the flat. Tonio was there also, and uh, yes, Tonio was there, the famous one, and uh, actually it was Tonio's flat, and uh, we were smoking since this like is in Paris, yeah, yeah, this was in Paris, yeah. So we were in Paris in this Tonio flat, and we were smoking pot, and I think it was really like late in the night, 
and we just basically say okay what we do gonna do and we just like start to give some answer like random answer and you say like, yeah let's go hitchhiking to amsterdam no you know uh you say okay let's do it and we just like had a small backpack and we just go like straight away hitchhiking to amsterdam that was the beginning we were 17 i guess Wow, 17. So, yeah, 17. Started 16, yeah. Okay. yeah, I went home like 15. When I was 15, I went away from home like to live with my friends. And then we started traveling a lot, hitchhiking all around Europe. As, a, as an American, because I'm so like detached from the rest of the world, <laughs> simply because we are mm -hmm. literally detached from the rest of the world. Like, yeah, thinking like, ah, I went to Amsterdam. I hitchhiked to Amsterdam when I was 17. It's incredible to me, but then I also have to think of the perspective. You're living in France. That's like me saying, like, I hitchhiked to California. And <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you think about so, America, for sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's not extremely different, if you think about it, but it is. Because, I mean, I'm going, going to another state is, is not the same as going to another country. Not like going from France to uh, the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, but it was the beginning of everything. That just all oh, it starts everything. When at the moment we get that we can travel for free and like go to travel by hitchhiking everywhere with no <laughs> problems, yeah, less, we just jump on the uh, on the offer, you know. <laughs> so uh, I've seen that. For my, my life was just hitchhiking everywhere the most I can. So then, what brought you to Cambodia? Yeah. Well, as I said before, I was living in Italy. So when I finished my studying with my partner, we just say, okay, let's take a break and go to like uh, we like to travel and to go for looking for business and things after so we just say okay let's go to asia because i didn't went like i, I was I, I never went before so when did you first come to asia uh november this year yeah so november. this is your first time in asia yeah yeah this was my first time yeah yeah, yeah. i mostly traveled before with no money so just like the more I can do, like all around Europe, a bit in Africa and stuff like that. I had some plan also to go for South America, like by hitchhiking boats, but I never jump on the boat. <laughs> so what brings me to Cambodia? Well, it, basically we were traveling in Asia and then uh, when we were in Indonesia, we need to like uh, make a new visa. So we had to get uh, another ticket, flight ticket. And we just choose Vietnam, and then when start with this coronavirus, like the famous one. I haven't been to Vietnam, but I've heard it was a very difficult area, and currently is as we're recording, like for for foreigners. Yeah, that was quite okay until the moment like uh, we couldn't find no more place to sleep or no more place to get some food or restaurants. You couldn't eat. nothing. You couldn't uh, eat or find a place. Yeah, to you sleep. could eat, but you know, like you feel like you just go in the same in the place and everybody go away. Uh -huh. So we were going for coffee maybe, and like the people were so scared and everybody went away from the coffee. So we just you like, okay, like you that. can have the coffee, but you feel really bad. And it was starting to be difficult to have like some place to sleep. You were the plague personified to them. You were the walking yeah, yeah. zombies and they didn't I, want you at all. I mean, I can understand that. Like, um, we are the traveling people. We are like the Western people. So we don't care so much about this pandemic. At least like what I saw is like all the Western people there, nobody was wearing masks. I'm not saying it's good or bad, whatever. But, like, 
Well, I can understand that if you're in the small village in Vietnam and you see the white people, for sure, like yeah, that's you are more like bringing the, the disease. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the it's, first time. Yeah, yeah. Better. So we were basically the the one who bring the disease abroad. So we just escaped and we came from Cambodia. Luckily, we we get the visa the last day. They make visa for foreigners, so we just like. Super Did you get e visas or just walk over visas? No, like this um, tourist visa, basic one. Just as like as you arrived at the border. Uh, I did it before in Saigon. Oh, okay. Uh, I just applied before, just to not like wait in the border. You don't want to wait so much in the border. I think nobody want to wait in the border. Nobody like to wait. Like yeah, of course. It's, <laughs> it's, it's nice. something you, you want to make it as streamlined as possible if you can. Yeah, also I'm not used to. As I said before, like the great like good thing with Europe is that you can travel in so many countries and so many countries different without having troubles with the visa or, or with the border or stuff like that. So you can just cross, like from one day to another, you can cross five countries yeah, yeah, in a while. It's, it's very much like going to a different state in the yeah, US. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. I, I was in the Czech Republic in Germany for a minute and uh, we just drove for like a few hours to go meet a friend in the Netherlands. Like it was this. just like, yeah, we came to a crossroad <laughs> and it was like, oh, go forward to go to the Netherlands, go left to go to France, go right to go to Belgium. And I was like, it's that easy? You just it is. go? <laughs> Wait, There's no one there to say yes or no? You just go? Like, yeah, yeah. You just go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, well, it was not like that before, but now no, it's like that. For the moment, well, actually, no. right now everything is closed. <laughs> so, yeah, right now. Ain't nobody to go and so, nowhere. Nobody can go. <laughs> so, uh, what was your experience like here in the Kampot River bungalows, the Kampot quarantine colony? Uh-huh. got stuck here with like uh, I think 13 of us continuously. What's your experience? Well, I think it was great experience. Also because all of them, we, we choose it in some way. The way Mama offered us to stay or not to stay. In Beza, she wanted to, to close the, the guest house and not, so we just choose everybody else. So I think it went well also because we are not forced. It was more of a mental thing because we did choose to be here. Yeah. yeah, also for my past five months, I was traveling so much, going every day, going random every day with the bags. Yeah, and even like, it was okay for me and I, I had a really great experience. Actually, I think it's really like nice, very different way of being, like because you're stuck with people you don't know, it's always the same day. Is you don't have so much to say, so you just like realize how much really you're acting with people. Like, oh, well, I, I do realize, like, oh, oh, I act, you know, how I reply to the people, I'm speaking to the people. What I usually do, you know, when you go to a new place, you maybe you, you play yourself on the, in some more, and then after one month, it's like you start to realize that, the yeah, you start, that you you're, your life. character, yeah, you just to start uh, many things. For me, it was super uh, inner. Entering inside my uh, inner self, be a bit, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean I don't know. Yeah, it was quite a um, inner trip, introspective. Yeah, yeah introspective. Sure. Introspective. I think we, I didn't do that much except like this experience we had to build the the Temascal or or some other small things. We didn't do like red huge things. It was more of a but I think it's, it's really something like uh, that arrived in my life that I was needed it in some, and that's why maybe I chose also to stay. It also make you realize, okay, you know, like you know, but all this uh, shit happen in the world and all the time. But like you're still anyway traveling, you're still like doing your own shit. You don't care really much. And now like that is touching you. Maybe you just start to think like, whoa, like what I'm really doing, you know, like what I'm doing in this world, like what are, 
what, what I'm doing every day, like what I'm doing for this world, what, I, what I'm doing for like change the things, or whatever, when it touch you. It's always like when you heard about this country that is in war, it's so really far away, and now it's just like here, like it touching you, touching all your family. Now still all my friends are closing the home, so this is really strange and so and make me think a lot about it, like, uh, what I'm doing. That's where I start to plant also some, <laughs> some <Yeah>. seeds. <laughs> so have you gotten any inner truth from all of this? Have you realized anything or uh, experienced anything that has a answered anything? Yet? Well, no. I think it just uh, showed me that uh, the moment to do the thing is now. Because I, I, I'm already having like a really different, I guess, like really different life some, from what European, maybe Western, Western style offer you. Like I never work. I never work like properly. Work, work. Yeah. Like well, what working. do you consider work exactly? No, I mean like I never get to work for month, for one month. Like, like a, a nine to five job kind yeah, of. Yeah, like fine jobs, fine flats, or fine. Work. You know, like these things that also my brothers did, uh, do are doing, and also my parents do. Like most, mostly of my friends, I would say ninety percent of my friends is just working and having flats. So I don't know. Just what, I'm what already you, having a different life. Yeah, what led you to the decision to have that life? I mean, why did why are you different from all of your friends? Because I have a similar experience, you know? All of my friends mostly work a nine to five job. Whether they like it or not, I couldn't tell you. But I definitely live a much different life. Well what brings me inside? I don't know. I never feel really inside this society like uh, well i mean completely lean but i mean like i never fit like that i'm fitting for this you know? like that i'm fitting i was good at school but not really good like always like super annoyed super bored and i, I always felt like in some way that this life was, was not what i wanted from life then traveling a lot changed my way of seeing the things and i would say more like i, I used to travel a lot with no money and trying to push myself the more as i can like where Oh, I can get my food or I can get to sleep. I was really like in the not giving myself abundance. But I think it was really necessary for me like to put the things in the right way to say, okay, what really I can do if I want, if I have no money, no, no things, and where I can push and I push really so much. And it was really fine, you know. Now I realize that I can treat myself in a better way, like to spend a little bit money for maybe so it's okay, like it's just yeah, it's uh, okay to give yourself some luxuries. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I see the words different, no, but um, this helped me a lot. This helped me a lot. And that makes me a different choice of life also. Also, I don't know, traveling, you know, seeing people are different. When you open yourself, you realize that fact. The way we are living is just like uh, causing so much trouble. So, just two fingers in it. I'm not, I'm not like a <laughs> extreme, you know, but like. Do you mean if the you way can we're do, living as like if you as, can as do a little whole, bit yeah. less, it's better anyway, you know. Also because I do believe I have great impact. So now that I'm in Asia, I like this big impact. Here we just always all the time like go to travel and visit some place, eat somewhere, sleep somewhere. So you consume a lot, man. So yeah, yeah. the less I can I just need to balance the thing, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I think as travelers too, we take for granted how much we really do actually affect areas. It may be just that we're passing through or we stay for a week or we stay for a few months, but no matter how far we go through and how, how long we're there, uh, we're, we have a bigger impact than we think, mm. uh, especially on the economy. Places here in Southeast Asia that really depend on tourism 
Yeah, too much. <laughs> yeah, too much. Too much. And this, especially like this pandemic right now, has been affecting big parts of their economy. Like, look at Thailand. They're, you know, some countries are risking opening prematurely, even though there's still a big danger rate. And to make more money. Yeah, because they need to. Yeah, yeah like yeah. their their economy is just dying because they depend on tourism, and it's sad. Unfortunately, yeah. that is part of the world we live in, for better or for worse. I hope that it changes. But yeah. <clears throat> People suffer unexpectedly. I hope so, and I hope really that people like um, like ask themselves, like what they build in life, you know, really what you build in life. Not that you have clothes inside for one month, two months, whatever you experience, but like what what you created in your life and what you are having now. Like well, this is the life you want, or this is the life you don't want. And basically, is that what I'm saying is like, oh yeah, it's the life I want. Like I really want to settle somewhere, having my garden plant some trees, like plant some vegetables, you know. If everybody could just plant some trees, whatever, just one or two people in in a entire life, it would be just amazing, you know. If tomorrow all the people of the world just plant one tree, one tree. The impact of how many were about seven yeah, point yeah. seven point three or so billion people, which is an immense amount of this would be amazing man. Really I mean amazing. yeah it's not a plant or an insect that's incredible. And it is it's nothing, you know take some seeds. And I insist also on the on the taking some seeds, not just buy a tree that is already a tree to plant in your garden, but like make it grow. With the oh seeds. yeah, yeah, make something. New. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I'm experimenting. Like I never grow so much stuff in my life, but now that it's quarantine, I start to grow my own squash and cucumber and uh, and ginger, and I plant some passion fruits and stuff like that. And I can show you. I can assure, like every morning when I wake up, I go to see them for 15 minutes. And make me so happy, right? This is something I learned from parenting, man. <laughs> yes, like if you plant your own things, it's make you really, really happy. And actually, it works. It's working. Yeah. So. But I've noticed, like with you, Quentin, um, you're from Paris, and this is like a big urban city. But you're a very like fruits and roots person, like. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a great man. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a very positive way. Like, I never would have thought that yeah, an individual like you would have grown up in a very urban setting. But how did you make that transition from, uh, like, urbanite to the Quentin that I see in front of me? I traveled a lot, man. I stayed so many places, different places, also in the countryside. I'm, I've been living in really different environments. And I love trees. <laughs> I mean, like, I love nature. Like, who don't like nature, you know? Who don't like to go to the forest to take a big brief? Who don't like to go to the mountain, to the sea? It's You'd like, be surprised by how many people don't actually like You that. think? But you think? I think, yeah, the amount of people that do appreciate it, I think, are far more. Yeah, but, you know, there's some people who really just love the concrete jungle. And uh, an urban lifestyle really speaks to me. But sure, I think more yeah, often you need not, to get used to But that really is. Yeah. I really love to live barefooted in the jungle. I have been living also in caves. Uh, I spent yeah. <laughs> some time in, in a cave too. <laughs> in caves, uh, on the beach, looking at the beach every day. And it's like, well, like telling you, oh, I came now, like to be what I am is telling you, I need to tell you a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, many stories. And even myself, I'm not sure, like, uh, I, I know everything. You ever had to really think about that? Like, who is Quentin? Yeah. Ah, well, if I have to put it into mm. my experiences, well, you're in for a long story. Mm. 
But I, I think I do have also the proper English to start to speak about many people that inspired me in my life. And like taking, like having a big stories and that you can understand what I'm saying. So, yeah. <laughs> so I came here for everyday life. Well, looking to myself and um, acting, I think, like uh, making the things. And juggling, juggling a lot or something. Juggling a lot. Juggling. Ah, yeah, yeah, I've been juggling quite a lot, like uh, this uh, these last weeks. Anything from the people that you've been in lockdown with here? You got the happy corner, you got all of the well, Europeans in, in your area. The, yeah, the yeah. Americans are kind of peppered everywhere here. I, I learned that uh, <laughs> I like to help people, and that is nice also. It's really nice actually. All these things happen. I think it's not nice, but uh, like uh, well, all course, what happens, yeah, like, all these uh, difficulties. But it's more like helping people make me make me really happy also. Yeah, we've made the most of, of our time here. I think for sure, building the sauna together it took us a week to do, and we used it twice, but it was still nice. <laughs> Yeah, it was super nice. <laughs> what are your plans after Cambodia once everything opens up? Oh, I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. It depends what's next. Depends what uh, they want, like me to do or not to do. To I don't know. I really don't know. Like, think you'll stay in Southeast Asia? Maybe move to a different area, Vietnam or something? If or? it could be, you know. Like I really, I really wanted to go back in Europe, so to make a li little bit money and uh, to see my friends travel also because summer is definitely Europe for summer is a really good place to be there's many festivals many things to go on like many well many things you can go like for great nature adventure so that's really good I don't know where I want to go depends what they want from Europe from me like if, a lot of options yeah. yeah if I need to vaccine if I need for the visa if I can go to Italy if I can move from France or if I need to stay in quarantine one more time be checked and stuff. I don't know. Now I feel really comfortable here. I mean, like here, it's really great life. Yeah, it's nice. Anyway, like we are some nice people. We have a nice community here, so I really like it. Yeah. It's funny, yeah, that you ask that because like I'm not really thinking on what I will go do next. I think like this pandemic stuff bring back me like really in the living the day. Living in the moment, right? Yeah, yeah, living in the moment because you never know. We, we've been living one month and now don't know if tomorrow it's open or not open, what happened tomorrow and what not happened tomorrow, what uh, about the visa. What. So it just like puts you in this daily mood, make important every day, you know? Yeah. Like this quarantine, you make every single day the fucking same day. So like the same thing, you cannot go out. So you have to make like the moment important for you and to enjoy the moment because anyway, tomorrow is the same. It's always the same, you know? Even if you change the place, but now you, I think, well, for me, what brings me also like a lot this quarantine is to just enjoy the day. I agree. One of the things that I've found that is kind of like, yeah, a continuing theme with all of these interviews that I've been having with everyone that's been here is uh, we're all really sure we've got some vague plans, ideas, but mostly we're really living in the moment here. Well, I can tell you really what I want from after, but. Yeah, well, yeah well, well, in an ideal world, if you could do what you wanted to do, what would you do next? I think I will try to get this piece of land with my friends. Piece of land? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where? This, I don't know, in Europe. <laughs> this in Europe. Like, for me, I really like um, Asia or could be whatever, you know. I don't I don't care really about the place. I can really fit in the things. I'm really like, uh, I can adapt a lot of my environment. 
and uh, I've been being like that all the time so that's why I moved so a lot but what I wanted maybe is like to stay with friends I know friends that have the same dreams to create like a eco village or community I actually we talk we talk a lot about with some friends so we just give yourself like one two years more like to travel a little bit more for everybody of us that the one that finished the studies or stuff like that and when we start to have a small project just a piece of land small yurt start to have like um, some animals produce some things of my own planting trees planting seeds doing something for the communities then having maybe this place where you can do workshops and i have plenty of friends doing like a Handcraft stuff. I do also myself some marionettes, puppets. Um, wow, really? Yeah, wood <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I could you show you. Some, I could show you some videos cool. after. Yeah, I, I create puppets and uh, I'm creating also jewels like with wood and uh, and stones inside. And I really like to work like like with the hands. So I want a place like that and maybe like a big stage where we can all do theater, juggling, music. And yeah, I've been to live to some place in South of France where it was like that, like all the small village basically is just artistic people and they do like just all the time, like parties where they just act and, and do things all together. And it's, it's something I want to, to go for. So you got any words of wisdom or like a philosophy that you follow yourself or, or anything that you would like to convey to other travelers or, or just people in general? Plant, plant, plant trees. Plant. Yeah, yeah, that's my advice for the moment. Plant some trees, guys, plant some trees, plant some seeds for you, for everybody, whatever. Give plants to the beer, the people. Starving, take care. Yeah. That's my main philosophy for the moment, I guess. So plant something, everyone. Yeah, plant, plant. Don't, don't be worried, you know. Thank you, Quentin. I appreciate you being on here. And uh, that is our show, the Camp Out Quarantine Podcast, with me, Nathan, and our guest, Quentin. Thank you, thank you. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Camp Out Quarantine Podcast. And as always, a big thank you to Camp Out Cambodia and Mama and her family, and everyone at the Camp Out River Bundles. We love you all. Until next time. Stay healthy, everyone.